0: Hey everyone, Matt here from the Jimmy Lewis Offroad Riding School, and today I want to tell you about the online beginner course that we have available right now at JimmyLewisOffRoad.com onlinecourses online courses. This is a course that you can purchase and receive lifetime access to 10 lessons and 10 drills that I use when I'm teaching beginner riders out here in Prompt, Nevada. These lessons and drills are designed to take anyone who has never touched a motorcycle before and have them riding safely and comfortably at the completion of this course. We've been developing this curriculum for quite some time, and with the feedback that we have gotten from real beginner riders, I feel comfortable in saying it is the safest and most comprehensive introduction to the sport that we all love. Now, if you've been riding for quite some time, but want to help someone out who is just looking to get into the sport, you can purchase this as a gift and help give them the safe introduction. Again, this is all available at jimmylewisoffroad.com slash online courses. Now, here's the show. My name is Jimmy Lewis. And I'm Ryan Hanna. And this is the Better Rider podcast. This is where all of us at Jimmy Lewis Off-Road Training try to give you some advice on motorcycle riding to make you, of course, the name of the podcast, a better rider. And of course, we couldn't do it without help from some of our sponsors, uh, Climb Gear, which is excellent off-road motorcycle riding gear. And Kenda Tires are both big, big supporters of this class in general and uh, myself personally. So we'd like to give a little thanks to them for uh, helping us out and bringing this little bit of message to you. So we're still kind of introducing a lot of our coaches uh, to you. These are guys that um, either are currently coaching with us or in Ryan Ryan Hanna's case have coached. Uh, with us. In fact, I think you were probably one of our first, like I'll call you a certified coach. Yeah, like a
1: long-term coach.
0: And long-term, because yeah. you, you you were, you know, how, how old were you? 15? I was,
1: I was 16, 16.
0: I think, yeah, okay. So it, yeah. Was, it was when, I mean, you had just got your driver's license.
1: Yeah, that was the that was the thing. You wouldn't let me come teach your class until I got my driver's license so that you didn't have to pick me up.
0: Okay, that's, this is right. Yeah, because it was usually... <laughs> Those days, we were driving from Southern California out to Prim, Nevada um, on the day before the class, and it was a grind uh, just to get everything ready because I was still working full-time job. Um, I don't know where I was at the time dirt rider or cycle, world. cycle world I was, at was still time, cycle yeah. world at the time yeah. so yeah I pretty much had to put my 9 to 5 in and then, uh, and then uh, battle our way out through traffic to get out to to prim where we used to do our classes yeah. so Ryan helped us out for a number of years and it was kind of on and off you, you decided to go be what a professional racer at one point yeah try to do that uh, what else did you do <laughs> he, oh he
1: would, I, I I played
0: around a lot <laughs> yeah he would he would come and go uh, which is no problem um, and, uh, but it, the, the reason I brought him back on is he brought his girlfriend out with him to the class last week and we just taught. And I'd sort of forgot how many times you've come back in between. I thought it was going to be a much longer run, maybe three or four years no. since, since you had been to a class, but he reminded me, he's like, yeah, I wrote out here on my BMW a couple times. And I'm like, oh yeah. And then. I was asking you, did I did I let you coach at those ones? Yeah, you did. I did. Oh yeah, yeah but I clipped you this time. Yeah, and you're like, don't talk to
1: anyone. I was your like, cer- that's fine. I can roll around in circles all day. That's yeah, fine. Your, me. Cer-
0: your certification <laughs> ran out. Yeah, what so yeah, really exactly. happened? Yeah, yeah
1: my sort of search you, for re-
0: expired. Yeah, he needs to get recertified, and that's how picky we are about our coaches because we know our curriculum is constantly evolving, and we sometimes we realize we have a better, wa- a new better way of teaching like the same thing or more detailed way of teaching the same thing. And so oftentimes if a coach disappears for a little while and they come back, they're going to go, whoa, that's a little bit different. Yeah. It's changed a lot over the years. And I mean a lot, a if lot. you look back <laughs> at the, at the 20 some odd years we've been doing this. Yeah. Um, I remember when we used to, you know, teach fanning the clutch a little bit, you know, we used to teach reducing the power with the clutch. You mean we, we used to teach melting clutches and well, melting brakes? We, we tried to, we tried to, Tell people not to do that. <laughs> yeah. We tried to yeah. teach them how to do it like the way that we thought was proper. But
1: yeah, in, it didn't in, work out long in, term. Yeah. No. Uh, and
0: an advanced writer does this all the, all day long. Yeah. But we started rethinking what we, were actually, what we were actually doing and what worked better. And that's how we've arrived at um, yeah. where we're at. The class is much better suited,
1: especially for... For uh, beginning to intermediate riders, I think it's it's a way better curriculum.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree. It's easier to teach. Yeah, and it's it's it also has longer legs yeah. because what we're teaching now is so very basic and it's so overlooked a lot of times when when with the way we used to teach. You would get to a point where all of a sudden, what we were teaching you may not have worked because we forgot the basic element—the yeah. balance and the traction—we're yeah. left out, and they were making up with momentum. And then, well, you know what happens then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so a little bit about yourself—it uh, <laughs> was interesting. I met your mom through my my running club. Yep. And yeah,
1: and in a bar in San Felipe.
0: Yeah, well, that's how I met you. Yeah, that's how. Yeah, and. You know, I, I I knew she had a kid that wanted to ride motorcycles and she wasn't excited about this. But when we met in San Felipe, I'd ridden my motorcycle there. And then we got to sit down at dinner and talk a lot about how motorcycles kept me out of trouble when I was younger. Um, they were a positive influence. And she was so worried about you getting hurt. I Which think, I did a lot. <laughs> yeah, I think that was and and, and, and and good, but I you know I told her I said, look, it's gonna teach him respect for not getting hurt. And it's gonna teach him how to, you know, manipulate a um a mechanical object and and respect it, you know, uh and you can use it to help him get his grades back up in school. And and I, I think I sold her.
1: Yeah, no, it worked. I got my grades back up. Um also the only times I really got hurt was when I was completely ignoring the fundamentals that you had drilled into my head. And I was like, well, I'm going to try this. And then, uh, that didn't work. So eventually I just came back full circle, um, started doing better in, in my racing career. But, uh, until, until I, you know, mistaken the dust, you know, you always said <laughs> not to pass in the dust, but you know, when you get a bad start, all that adrenaline goes bad.
0: And once you, once you enter into the racing realm, it, it, you, you, for most people, they kind of anticipate some risks. Like you, you, yeah. you, you have to, you have just kind of have to expect risks in the in the racing thing. When you're just out riding, you probably shouldn't be taking risks. Um, you know, I would, I would, not want to call them unnecessary, but you shouldn't be doing that. You say, save that. Like when I see people just trail riding like they're racing, it's oh, yeah. it's kind of scary because at least at the races, there's some, usually. There's some medical Yeah, there's an ambulance you know, you know they kind of they kind of know people are going to be pushing yeah. it, and they're they're prepared for some accidents. We're just out trail riding, maybe not so much. And yeah. we did a we did a whole episode on on our tech talk podcast about you know how to be prepared for for these kind of things. And the the funny thing is, is you can never be prepared enough. Um, no. So, but if you ride safe and smart, um, in control understanding your ability level and the capabilities of your machine, then stuff shouldn't go wrong. Racing, you're going to be pushing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, back to the, the the original, the early days, I remember you were definitely, well, you, if, if somebody, the, probably the worst thing to tell you was you can't do that
1: yeah
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's still still to this day the same thing which which is the same with me i and and i I recognized a lot of this Yeah, you weren't
1: very good at reverse psychology
0: no not that i'm just because i knew i what i was telling you was correct yeah yeah and and it was from my own personal experience i'm like using my experience to to try to help guide you and it was like next thing you know it's like didn't i just tell him not to do that
1: (laughs) yeah no i still remember chasing or was sweeping your class and then bringing your brand new 950 in and it had octagon wheels and oh, oh yeah that was like a deal breaker you're, like you put me on a suspension and you're like you're out two classes and i, I needed the money from the classes like yeah. I, I was, you know i had i had things i needed to buy but the uh yeah so i, I learned not to uh make jimmy's uh wheels square anymore
0: right those those are that that can be expensive yeah. <laughs> and it's it's something that you know and it's also a perception thing yeah you know i don't want i don't want we don't want our coaches out doing stuff we're trying to teach you know riders not to do and yeah. and and at the time the on the adventure bikes uh since they had such big wide rims uh, guys were just smashing them left and right and mine were nice and straight on my bmw's and my ktm's yeah uh – were. were and and it was funny because every once in a while i would get a dinger here or there and i never did it and, yeah. and i'm not kidding i i i've put a couple dents in those rooms but so few and far between out of all the dents that have happened and then people go well you dented your room and i'm like no i didn't and they're like, well, yeah, that's your bike. I'm like, I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm always good for being a scapegoat, so that's yeah. funny. <laughs> well, I know you did. I know you did that. I remember the 950. I, yeah. I, I still have one of those rims in there. I don't think I ever unlaced it. It's still kind a yeah. good smiley in it. <laughs> so, um, as you know, you know, as you kind of progressed, uh, it, it's funny because you were one of the first, you know, real young coaches. And we started learning that sometimes people don't want to listen to you know a sixteen, seventeen, eighteen year old kid, yeah, uh, telling them what to do. So tell me a little bit about those experiences when you you're basically saying the exact same thing that I would say.
1: Yeah, so I would I would basically reiterate what you had talked about, and then let them, if they had any kind of opposition, which unfortunately the people that take the class, generally speaking, are are there for, for learning. So I didn't get a whole lot of flack, but there were the occasional individuals. And I was like, this is, this is the proper technique. And I was way better at articulating the, the, the classes and the drills and all that stuff than I am now after, you know, so many concussions and all, but the, that the only problem I ever had was like very strong willed individuals that weren't going to listen to you or Heather. They wanted to do it the, well, the no, right no. way. They,
0: they wanted to only listen to me. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah.
1: Wouldn't listen that. to Heather. Wouldn't listen yeah, to, yeah. to
0: the other folks. And yeah. then they needed to be mansplained from yeah, me. Exactly. Not child splained, not woman ch- splained. Yes. Yeah. They wanted it exactly. to come for me. And the funny thing is, half the time these guys would come over. After, you know, after you told them, it's like, hey, you know, you're not really standing up or you're gripping too hard or, or, you know, you're not really using your rear brake. You're not getting the rear wheel to lock up, whatever it was we were teaching. And you had just told them that. And they would come over and I would tell them exactly the same thing. And I, I could always tell. When this was the second time they'd heard something.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, and then also the the good thing about the class is you get to demonstrate it in front of them. So if you're telling them to do something like stand up, we want you to stand up um, or or really uh, exaggerate your movement because it's trying to build those fundamentals. In, and, yeah. not, and, and not so much that you would do that from day to day, but you need to practice getting farther back than you normally would. So I would do it. In front of them and then do it at like a, at speed in front of them and be like, this is why it's so important. And then show them what they want to do, which is go really fast. And then, you know, have this emergency situation go up. Yeah, And it's like, this is why we're doing it slow. And this is why we're articulating things because watch what happens when you go really fast and do it. And I would and I would you know struggle and, and, and almost crash on, right. on on my own expense, right? And then they'd get it. They're like, oh, yeah, I don't want to look like that."
0: And back then you were still getting better at it. Yeah, yeah. and, yeah, and, yeah. and if anything, and we went riding today, Ryan and I and, and if anything, he used to be like all desire and muscles. And that's changed. <laughs> oh yeah no, <laughs> now, now it's now it's like he knows he knows his speed. You know, it's like, it's yeah. like, it's like no need to push it. And, and I think that's just, that's, that's age and experience coming into play for oh, sure. Yeah. Well, I got my 10,000 hours in for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Put yeah. your, put your time. I in. put
1: my time in. Yeah.
0: So, uh, one of the things we do in the show, um, that we'll get to a little bit later is we always uh, have a little bit of a nugget. So for all of you that are suffering through all this, it's like, well, how is all this going to help me? Well, you're going to get to know Ryan who potentially could be coming back and coaching with us or doing some of our online coaching when this starts coming up and available. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you get to know these guys learn a little bit about our history. Um, And then, but at the end of the show, we have a really good nugget that'll help anybody, anytime, any place.
1: Yeah. It was developed by a beginner, beginner, over uh, over a long conversation on
0: yeah on, on it fundamentals was, it, so all it was went, great all it was was a couple words yes yeah, so it was <laughs> my fiance by the way <laughs> yeah yeah that's cool so yeah. um and this is kind of goes back to some of our some of my thing that we talk about is that is that we're really picky about who we have as coaches who mm-hmm. we use um when we uh, it's not just the next guy that comes along and says, Hey, I want to, I want to coach. Mm. You have to have a certain um, ability to communicate. You have to have a certain riding ability. You know, you can't be a non-rider and, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and coach because yeah. a lot of times you need to demonstrate it for the person, no matter whether it's, whether it's in front of the whole class or just individually one-on-one when we're doing the drills. But more often than not, you you have to understand why you're telling a client you know a student what that means so we always say ask our coaches like why
1: yeah. and
0: and and, it, and if you're not getting the 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 what you think is the right answer ask another coach and it may ex- be explained in slightly different words but it'll be the same answer absolutely it's and we don't want it to be kind of like going to one coach and kind of getting well you know you should just go a little bit faster no it's <laughs> not bad, bad yeah. that doesn't doesn't work out like that so how now? So how long has it been? So it's been, literally twenty years.
1: Eighteen.
0: Eighteen years yeah. since yeah, since we've known each other and been been riding together. Yeah. And so you you have had some uh, racing accomplishments.
1: Yeah. Now I've done. Uh, what I got. I did two. I, I always raced Ironman because I wanted to go to Dakar, and then I realized I didn't have money to do that. Right, um, which takes an, an enormous amount. So, but yeah, I raced uh, Ironman for Best in the Desert for four years. Um, I did I don't know five Vegas Torinos, two two twenty four hours by myself on a dirt rider bike both yep. times. Uh, got second the first, the second time to a, to a man child who was way faster than me. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, yeah, he set me up with uh, the weirdest bike possible for the 24 hour. By the way, that was a, a Cristini 250. I was an open class guy, and he set me up with a 250 oh, I still have Christi- that bike. Yeah, yeah, I the heard. bike's over in the,
0: it's over yeah. the shop with a to.
1: Recluse. Yeah, which was it still has the Recluse, which was the weirdest setup. And we went from like one wheel drive, 70 horsepower XR 650 to. A two-wheel drive 250F with a recluse. Yeah, but somehow made it work. Uh, yeah, that uh, District 37. I was a District 37 president for uh, four years uh, with the Jackrabbits Motorcycle Club. Put on seven or no nine races and seven poker runs for them. And you know, I've been raced all up and down the West Coast. Yeah, a couple times in Mexico.
0: And you knew that Ricky Braybeck character when he was just a little kid.
1: Yeah. Ricky Braybeck showed up, at, what, I think he was thirteen years old and at, at the Jackrabbits race and uh blacked out uh what you would think of a a typical Hesperia motorcycle. Yeah. Um <laughs> monster stickers everywhere. And uh yeah, he was he was freakishly fast, but you know, no no fundamentals.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> no, he, okay. he's he's worked hard to yeah. get to get where he's at, and it's a, it's kind of a testament to to practicing and that's another oh, yeah. thing that we like to kind of bring up on the on this thing is that we're really big on experiential learning and you come to the class and or you can watch videos that we produce and say okay I want to do that and you can try to put it in your head from watching videos or from just standing there and observing and it's actually till you go out and ride and feel that whatever it is you know practice it a few times to kind of start putting it into the um the muscle memory that it, you know, before it starts working. And you think about any of like the, the, the really basic techniques, it's amazing how many riders have never practiced any, yeah. any of this stuff, especially the balance stuff.
1: Oh, yeah. It, it was dumbfounding, right? Just trail riding with all my racing buddies. It was just. They'd fall over all the time, yeah. and it didn't make any sense. I was like, "Why? Why are you falling over all the time?" I mean, especially the vertically challenged ones wouldn't keep balance. And I was like, "You, it's more important for you to be balanced than anybody else here. Like, you got right. you got to keep balance, or you're going to fall down that waterfall right there, and it's going to be my problem, which I didn't sign up for."
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, and 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 it's funny because if you just you know. Anybody can race motorcycles. This oh, okay. is, this is we kind of roll back the yeah. racing. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you can literally just you could just go and sign up. A lot of times, you don't have to produce any sort of oh, I've taken these classes or Nothing. I've done done this sort of thing. Uh, and and it's amazing how bad of riders some we'll say novices and even intermediates, let mm-hmm. alone some experts some are experts, in general you know? in general skill set. But it's also amazing in the racing world how good some beginner <laughs> riders are, the sandbaggers, <laughs> Yeah, yeah you, so. you know, when it when it kind of comes down to it. So when somebody says, oh, yeah, I race. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't mean <laughs> That much. doesn't mean much. Doesn't mean <laughs> you know, I've got I've got I'm, I ride this class and it's like, OK, <laughs> you know,
1: <laughs> I mean, and good, good on them. Like if you want to yeah. if you want to push your push, your abilities and all. But the the basis is get the fundamentals down solid. Um, get that. Get the balance and and figure out what traction is. Uh, you know how many wheel spinners have you brought up to go trail riding before?
0: I don't like them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, well, it's it's and and they're just spinning because they don't know any better. They yeah. just think that that's the 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 way to do it. But the the thing that's really changed in in two directions, if you think about it, is with the with the internet and YouTube's and Facebooks and and the grams is that you get to see all these videos and watch all these guys and you get to see what the top writers post Mm -hmm. and you get to see what the dings on ding dongs are doing. Yeah. And, and hopefully you can identify which one of those things is, which that's, that's kind of an important, important thing to, to be able to do. But, um, you know, if, if, if it's a top writer with millions and millions of followers and he's, and he's claiming that, you know, it's like, Hey, look at me. And it's, he's doing good that's probably something you could watch. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You got to have some video value too. (laughs) If it's someplace in between and he's telling you how to do it or, or, you know, you watch the blooper reels, (laughs) you know, the fails, which I hate watching, except I I watch them because I I see the same things over and over again. It's just, when you watch the fails, it's no respect for the balance, Mm. not understanding or feeling the traction.
1: Yeah.
0: And then, and then everything else kind of just compounds from there. Whether they lose control of the controls, um, whether the uh, machine is not designed for what they were <laughs> trying to do to it, you know, like I always say, motorcycle versus water is always kind of an interesting, yeah. interesting oh, thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Motorcycle versus rock walls. Now well, those ones tend to go totally. south. south. Um, actually, you
1: know, I think the I think the fails are more important because then you can actually see these top level riders. Like that, that, but it's not just a highlight reel every single time. You can see that they have oh, to when practice. The, when, when the
0: top riders yeah, show, they have
1: yeah. to practice, practice, practice. It's like, you, it's not just all highlights. You, you can't just show up to a desert race and you're like, I'm gonna win this thing yeah. because I watched a million YouTube videos on like how to win this thing. It's right. like, well, you didn't see like all the fails that went into making a good race, or all the fails that went into being like the most bitching trail ride. Why like, can't
0: I go as fast as that guy? I mean, I've got the same bike and the same oh yeah, you can't they, buy that stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's 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 some there's some technique in there, really. <laughs> yeah. Who knew? And and it's like you you know it's the same thing. You watch you know the skateboarders, right? And they they do they do their little banger video part. Yeah. It's the most amazing stuff you've ever seen. And then you 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 get a chance to watch how many times they attempted that trick. Oh,
1: like ten times.
0: Yeah, and and skateboarders are a bad example because they, they crash all the time. They always <laughs> crash all the time. And, and and it's. I, I don't think that's a good way to operate a motorcycle. In fact, the scariest people I've ever seen on motorcycles are skateboarders. No. Oh. Because the, crashing is just their MO. Yeah. And all of a sudden, now they've got something that can really crash them. Yeah. Um It's not just a little board that they kick out from underneath them, and they try to get their feet back on the ground. Uh, motorcycle usually gets stuck to you, comes after you, um, a few things like that. Hence yeah. why we really don't like people trying to put their feet, both feet on the ground. Oh, yeah. Because then We've you're- You've lost the, everything. At yeah. That point. You're essentially along for- the ride <laughs> yeah. so anything so what else changed do you think what, what, what have you seen evolve in our in our curriculum
1: um it got a lot safer as far as like the um the actual drills themselves uh, you know we were doing some some things to push but at the time you know that that's kind of what everybody wanted like the the skidded j turns we used to do and then you would uh, you would speed it up if people were doing really well. Uh I don't know how many people I saw go over the high side doing that. Right. And then uh, the wheel lofting, of
0: course, I will still
1: remember, um, (laughs) you know.
0: Been reduced. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, like it's a very good fundamental to know and practice on very safely, and I think you've articulated very well to give people the building blocks to to produce a wheel loft every time, because it is a
0: life-saving technique. Right. Um, It is super Mm -hmm. important. But if you if you and and the reason we're so careful about the way we teach it and and it's just so timing intensive, oh yeah, timing and having bike feel, and for sure I always say it's, it's like we we call it wheel lofting, yeah and a lot of people ripping
1: a a power wheelie it's not a
0: wheelie and it's like it's like people i go if you want a wheelie it's really simple put your bike in first gear take your throttle grab it like this and then pull on really hard (laughs) yeah yeah if your clutch is out you're probably gonna wheelie yeah and and even when we do some of our when we combine some of our drills where we do acceleration deceleration do the full turn and come back and we combine all four of our things into a single drill most of the time when people when they start getting sporty with and they take off they start Wheel lofting, like yeah. right from the first roll, because they 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 well, I think it's a little bit more, more more by mistake, yeah, and then you know they're just getting confident on the bike and they're 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 understanding, hey, you know I can be aggressive in the. And even on the bikes that you wouldn't think, you know, some of the big adventure bikes are kind of difficult, but even on the, some of the small, like the two thirties and the two fifties. Yeah, just
1: Depends on them.
0: Yeah. Guys, are, guys are taking off and the front wheels coming off the ground. They're well, like the what? smaller
1: bikes actually have harder controls to pull in half the time Sometimes. because they're all cable. Yeah. Well, the new ones are all hydraulic. So, so when they let it go, the whole thing goes and then they're
0: like, Oh my, what happened here? We don't want wheel off by mistake. No, no, we don't want, we don't want you to practice mistakes. And, and then like, same thing, we we demonstrate on a log and sometimes I'll get somebody who's, who's really good. And we're asking them to just wheel off, but not approach or hit the log. Yeah. You know, it's just wheel off. Show me that you have the control to get the front wheel to come up and you're not going to go anyplace. Yeah. And then they go, Work like this, and then they're up on the log. And we've had it when we were kind of doing it as a demonstration. The whole class starts clapping, and I'm like, "No, that oh, was a mistake." Yeah, that's yeah, I, you, yeah. You, that's kind of what he was dreaming of doing, but that wasn't. He hasn't. <laughs> and they're like, "Yay!" And it's like, "No, <laughs> that was." <laughs> well, know. something
1: that came with age was especially logs, right? In general, like I was
0: a desert guy. You know, not very many logs. Out not
1: there. a lot of logs out in the desert. Yeah. You know, I, I can explode a, a grease wood with the best of them, but the uh, the logs weren't a thing. But when I got older and I moved to locations that had a lot of logs. I had to really work on that because originally, you know, you, here's, a, here's a nugget, originally you think that, you know, you gotta really lift the wheel to get over and then carry that over. Well, that, that's only in, if the log's off the ground. If the log's on the ground, you gotta make the front end light, you know, slow down the acceleration so the wheel doesn't spin, you don't slip out, right? So you're, so you're, you're hitting the log, you know, unweighted yep. with some power and then just pull over and it just rolls right over. 99% of the time rolls right over. It's, yep. it's not, it doesn't have to be this big production where you hop off the log. It doesn't have to be an Instagram reel. It doesn't have to be anything like that. And it's amazing
0: what a wheel will just roll over. Oh, I mean, I mean, insane. you start saying like, you know, how, a 21 inch front wheel, how big of a log can it just literally roll over without doing much? And mm-hmm. then as it gets a little bit bigger, just a little bit more, you know, technique will help. But you know, what we see is people rolling up to it and they panic, they tighten up, they're out of balance when they first hit it. And then, mm-hmm. and then it's game on where, where does it go? And usually the next thing happens, you see the feet come off. Oh yeah. And always. Then, and then it's, and then it's over. over. Yeah, it's over. So um, yeah, we're at that point where we're going to drop a little bit of a nugget on you. Um, we, 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 we learned this last night at dinner.
1: Yeah. Last night after dinner.
0: And so one of the things that, um, people ask me when I'm doing stuff, is they say, Hey, Jimmy, uh, what gear should I do that in? And my answer is, Yeah, uh, the right gear. The right gear. Yeah, yeah. you do it yeah. in the right gear for whatever situation, because everything's di- every bike's different, every situation's yeah. a little bit different. But they'll ask me about one specific thing and they'll go, What gear are you doing that? And I go, The right gear, because I don't know. Yeah, I'm always surprised by what gear I'm in. I'm like, oh, I was in third. Well that. And, <laughs> and so so this is something that can't be taught. No. This is experience. Mm. But what we found that can be taught, and this is the same kind of answer, yeah. is we teach a lot of gripping and re-gripping of the motorcycle, constantly re-gripping and re-gripping, gripping, re-gripping. As anything changes, if your body position changes, you're moving around, sitting to standing, standing to sitting, initiating a turn, starting to control a turn, all these different things we teach. We're always saying, well, you, you got to regrip. And so the question came up when do you regrip? All the time.
1: All the time. Well, essentially, if you're holding on to the, the handlebars and you have a certain grip, you're holding on too tight yes. right away,
0: right away. That's the
1: immediate answer. In the, in
0: the idealized in, way that in we the, like to
1: teach. In for idealized for sure. yes. way. You're holding there's on sometimes you really need to hold yeah, on. To- totally. But if you're just cruising down a dirt road and you had a. a a, a bump or something like that, yeah. and you had to adjust. Okay, well, now you gotta readjust. That's a, And then
0: you're done. Yeah, grip and regrip Re- all, all the, the time. time. Not right. just when you're doing something. Yeah. It's time that you're anytime that you're riding, you should be able to, or you know, to put yourself in a slightly better position. So when do you regrip your motorcycle? All, all the, the time. time. <laughs> so when you're out riding, think about this. Yeah. And if you can't regrip your motorcycle. You're probably doing something wrong, <laughs> yeah. or you're in a panic situation, yeah. and that's probably not the best time. You should have regripped earlier, yeah. and maybe you wouldn't be in that panic situation to begin with. So
1: get through the panic situation, and, and then, then regrip. re-grip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. All the time. All the time. So um, that. Thank you for that little uh, uh, nugget of knowledge there that was passed on to us. Mm. We, um, like I say, we're always learning. We're we're constantly. As coaches, as as trainers and teachers, we're, we're getting feedback from our students and from our learn. coaches, from yeah. other coaches. Yeah, and 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 you know, paying attention to this so that we can you know kind of be better at, at teaching that. So so mm-hmm. now I, I can have my one more completely confusing answer. Like when should I regrip? All the time. All the time. <laughs> All the time. So, anyways, Ryan, thanks for uh, joining us on the on the show. Yeah, Why thanks for having me back out here. Yeah, your uh, van life these days oh yeah vagabonds yeah. vagabonds and with your dirt bikes
1: oh yeah can't leave without those so. i I actually had to sell my gs and which was heartbreaking painful. Yeah. it was
0: super painful it
1: was the perfect bike i wanted one since the first class okay with your 1150 yeah, yeah. that what yellow and black one
0: yeah the bumblebee the one.
1: bumblebee i was like i was hooked you uh-huh. let me ride that thing and just picture six foot 135 pounds soaking wet with 100 horsepower. And I was like, (laughs) this, this is what I need.
0: Right. (laughs) Well, but you, but at first you just were really attracted to my KTM LC4. Oh, no. I Uh, like the Beamer
1: more than I like that thing. But I couldn't race the beamer.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you wanted to race something, and yeah, it was yeah, like yeah, it was yeah. like you don't want to buy this. Is you know you bought it from me because you wanted a, a I thought you wanted a dual sport bike, but you were going to race this thing.
1: Hey, it <laughs> lasted two and a half days into a three day rally.
0: Oh, yeah, I told you not. <laughs> I told you yeah, this was this so anyways, With that, everybody, um, we will uh, see you out in the trail. Yeah. Cheers.